stay connected this winter with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered internet for just $19.99 per month with all-in pricing for two years. But that's not all. Your first month is on us. This deal gets better with a free modem and installation along with free Wi-Fi your way whole home coverage. Safeguard your network from cyber threats and keep all your devices connected and secured with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires March 3rd, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. Do you know someone struggling to figure out their mental health benefits? The Mental Health Insurance Assistance Office is here to help. Find us at insurance.ohio.gov slash G-E-T-M-H-I-A or call us at 855-438-6442. Don't wait. The Mental Health Insurance Assistance Office can help you figure out what mental health insurance benefits may be in their plan. Call us today at 855-438-6442. There's no place to escape to. This is the last on the left. (laughs) That's when the cannibalism started. What was that? This is green hats. Yeah. But a feather sticking out of it. He's just going ba-boom, 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 ba-boom. Dancing with his big belly, just like slapping it against her fucking back. Yeah, it was different than that party. Yeah. I went to a good one. For sure. <laughs> um, are we good to go, Marcus? Yeah, yeah, You yeah, have the yeah. order and everything yeah, yeah. all worked out? Yeah, everything's good. All right. Welcome to the show, everyone. That's Marcus Parks, and I'm Ben Kissel. Henry and I have different ideas of what a good time is. I'm just saying I like a good old-fashioned poker party where it doesn't matter what your body's like as long as you got a good attitude. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't not. Um, all right. Let's talk about today's subject. That's right, buddy. What is this? <laughs> She's got it. What is this? And plenty of it, brother. She's got it. What? Anyway, we're talking about Haunted Hollywood. Haunted Hollywood is today's subject. has vastly changed. It has. But this describes your sort of good time party rhythms. Yes, yes, yes. But this you could still maybe like. be like, trumpet, bass. As soon as this song ends. Of course. Now, this song, uh, it's about Clara Bow. The original It Girl of Hollywood. And today, she's dead now. Oh, way she died dead. In, she died in 1960, <laughs> sir. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, because today we're going to talk about um, the the, uh, the haunted ghost celebrities. Yes, and there's so many of them. Yes, I didn't know. Because um, Hollywood is a tragic place filled with broken dreams. And as we have learned, uh, as a matter of fact, from our serious radio pilot, the more um, the more misery there is in somebody's life, the larger they'll uh, haunt the area. Bigger ghost. Bigger yeah. ghost. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's like a well, blanket. Some we'll of these get ladies. to bigger ghosts later. Absolutely. The um, funny man. My one thing I also I want to briefly up top because we were going to maybe talk about the recent mass shooter that happened in Los Angeles. He's a chode. He doesn't deserve it. Um, and but he's a real piece of shit. Uh, and uh, I, I just want to say. Uh, we could get rid of all the guns. <laughs> I mean, you could. I mean, but I don't know if that'll help. I don't think that'll help uh, how bloodthirsty we matter. are as an animal. Yeah, that's the major problem. So with let's. It. No. Uh, I, I read a little bit. You know that he was very upset because he got tickets given to him by a wealthy couple so he could go see the Hunger Games premiere. But yeah. he was upset about that. And then he got backstage passes to Katy Perry, but his parents didn't afford them. He got them gifted to them, uh, g- got them given to him. Which, so this that's is how what you I'll get say. things. The best thing that came out of that whole scenario is that he's dead now. Yeah. I know. That's that's sort of what I was thinking. I was like, well, at the very least, the one silver lining. Yes. Um, nonetheless. But, you know, none of us... Uh, 
The Last Podcast family, we are not that asshole. We make fun of that asshole. Fuck uh, that asshole. And you know what we yeah. also do? We get laid. Yeah. yeah. We get laid every now and yeah, again. Everybody in the Last Podcast, I feel, they are, you're at least finger banging somebody. <laughs> beautiful women. Love has been made through the podcast. Yes, absolutely. We have, we have, beautiful, we have beautiful women. Powerful men. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, yes, go on living your life. Just have confidence and don't be a fucking pussy asshole making your YouTube diatribes and then think you're going to make things even with a gun because well, you're not yeah. because you're in hell right now getting raped yeah. by Ted Bundy and he's just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Is, yeah. Oh, you didn't get laid? You didn't get laid? We could talk about it, but I mean, this is what I think to blame is the selfie. I really think it's the selfie. <laughs> the selfie as is soon as you don't have a cameraman yeah. just looking at you from behind the ledge, you'd be like, nah, 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 you're crazy. <laughs> you're crazy. It's all the selfies. I didn't write that. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You need as a writer. That's um, right. All right. right. Haunted Hollywood. She's got it. Yeah, this does make you want to move, though. It seems like it's what she has is the syphilis. (laughs) The ricket dance. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Hollywood, Los Angeles, in case you didn't know, Hollywood started off as an awful fucking place. As it's like not right now? Like it's a big old piece of shit right now? By awful place, I mean extremely violent, filled with gunslingers, prostitutes, and all manner of unsavory characters. Even Hollywood producers. (laughs) Singer. This is something that I didn't know about. In 1871, when uh, Hollywood first gained notoriety, through this massacre of Chinese immigrants. Whoa. Back this was interesting, yeah. yeah. They yeah, called yeah. it N-Word Alley, right? There was, well, it was a mistranslation. The alley was called Calle de los Negros, which okay. just means black alley. But in They 18- made that racist. They took it racist. <laughs> yeah. Classic Hollywood tradition. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, well, at least they didn't make it like the you know the, the land of fallen rice after all the Chinese <laughs> people. That's, you could have made it extra racist. I mean, yeah. I, that's, uh, that's a toss-up. Oh, I can't do Hollywood. <laughs> I can't do Hollywood to be a famous movie actor. Yeah, 1871 as an but Asian film? Instead, I corpse. Yeah. <laughs> Children's cartoons were still racist against you. Do you know that? It's going to be hard. I should have stayed in China. Oh, but then I think, what's worse in China? Yeah. We believe that bunnies can talk, but Asians are still thieves. So that's where the fantasy world we are living in right now. So this is a narrow street full of saloons, gambling parlor, parlors, and dance halls. It was said that there were three to four men killed every weekend Wild. in this alley. Uh, and in 1871, there was a big crowd of white men. They went on a killing spree after a drunken Chinese immigrant started firing off his gun in the alley and accidentally hit a white man. People gotta change how they party. I know. <laughs> I mean, if you were at a place without open fields, sure, shoot your gun off, right? Right. You're now in Hollywood, baby. You need to holster that gun and, mm-hmm. and uh, celebrate by um, getting some tap shoes. I don't know. Yeah, How you yeah. celebrate in Los well, Angeles. I, think I never is, had a good time there. But this is what they chose to do. I mean, that's what happens now. You know, much less violence for the most part. They mm-hmm. put on the tap shoes and they changed their gunslinging ways. They left that up to the Texans. <laughs> <laughs> and we proudly took up that tradition. Uh, so within minutes, uh, a bunch of really drunk white dudes just descended upon every Chinese person they could find. Eventually, 19 Chinese people oh. were killed. A grand jury indicted 156 It's called, men. let's go whip some dumplings. <laughs> That's what Take that it easy. Oh my goodness. Not acceptable. I don't like it. Come on. What's wrong with you? Only six of the 156 men that were indicted went to jail and after a few days of cooling their heels in county they were all 
let go. You could just murder back then. Yeah, yeah you can't. Okay. Because what they did was is they would show them a picture of a Chinese person, and until they didn't go like, ma'am, kill him. <laughs> they, they, as right. soon as they stopped doing that, they let him out of jail. So it's like what the Mormons do to uh, cure being gay. Yeah. Yeah, but instead of a penis, they just show you a picture of an Asian fella. I'll be getting him. <laughs> until you can finally say, like, I'm at peace with that man. <laughs> That you're allowed to be released. Get him out of here. <laughs> yeah. So that incident, that was the incident that introduced Los Angeles at large to the rest of the world. Yeah, this oh. is when Hollywood, and then Hollywood has always blown yeah. <laughs> since then. Yes, Hollywood has always been a horrible, horrible fucking place. But it's really true. When you walk around the streets of Hollywood, I always find it different where it's like, in New York, the homeless problem is very, um, it's apparent, but there are yeah. a lot of these guys are normal. Like right. You could talk to them, and they're just on the street, you know, they, they have bad circumstances, but they still remember being normal. Well, yeah. and sometimes uh, it's a job. Sometimes it's a legitimate hustle, yeah, where you just look at each other and you're like, now nah, I can see that that's a, you have a you have a hand, you put a sock over it, yeah. yes. and you're pretending like it's a Those nut. are new Nikes, yep. all right, Brand and new. you're wearing an iPod. And and like, but, <laughs> if that woman comes in here and tells me about her third Des husband again, she can't keep a man. Yeah, <laughs> but they, but in Hollywood, the streets are filled with maniacs. Yeah, like right. anybody that's on the street, if you're not driving in your car, because it's like in Hollywood's a driving town. Uh, if you are forced to be on the street with these people, they are dangerous because these are people who went with very high ideals. Oh. As far as I'm concerned, they all thought they were going to be on soap operas. Egotistical homeless. Yes. Oh. No, they're just nuts. They're broken, sad, right. ghost people that yeah. walk the streets. But don't they just tend to buy like big Superman costumes and Batman costumes and then they'll go shatter the, the worst dreams of, of children? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'd argue that they were the lucky ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they got to be superheroes. <laughs> All right. So what happens? We've got 19 dead Asian people. Yeah, no we've got 19 dead Asian people. That's just how Hollywood was introduced to the world. So okay. it had... A breeding ground for haunting. It started off badly. Yes. yes. Let's it's go. also, you know, it's a place that shouldn't be there. You know, it's, it's a <laughs> yeah, place that... Like, it really should. It's a middle of the desert. Why not? They have to truck in water like, right. over like 300 miles and dump it into a pool until eventually the sand becomes mud. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just... Um, it's you the got, Middle East of America. It is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's start off with some of the haunted places around Los Angeles. One of the most famous ones, a lot of haunted hotels oh, in Hollywood. Well, I feel yeah. like that's like the place where, especially in the early days of Hollywood, that's where the down and out could stay for yeah. cheap. Yeah, that was a, there was a different time back then. It was cheaper to stay in a hotel than have a home, huh? Well, yeah. these hotels that are haunted, these are actually very nice hotels. Okay. Now they are. Yeah. Yes. Well, the uh, first one is the Knickerbocker Hotel, which is now a senior living facility. What did you say? Knickerbocker. Okay, good, good. It's a controversial word, though. <laughs> as in the New York Knickerbockers. Which means right. pants. Yeah, it's a pant. It's an ugly pants as well. Hmm. This place was, uh, it was originally an apartment building until 1925. Became a fancy hotel. It's said that Mr. Rudolph Valentino haunts Ooh. the bar. We'll hear a lot about Mr. Rudolph Valentino later. The I wandering. don't trust his Latin looks. Let's make him a villain. I think he's a dreamboat and I'd kill myself if he died. This is also the place where it's said that uh, there's a, a Marilyn Monroe mirror. Uh, and oh. that there's a, supposedly a mirror where you can see Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> I wish I was every mirror. Yeah. <laughs> Am I right, girls? That's right. And Ben, you were telling me the other day about a Marilyn Monroe conspiracy that you found. CIA killed her. Yeah. Yeah, she was about yeah, to expose the whole she, Kennedy like, she situation. She was like blowing Kennedy and he was like, the codes are four, nine, yeah, seven, eight. <laughs> it's like, are these the nuclear codes? <laughs> uh, we 
you've developed a ba- bizarre sexual fetish here, Mr. Kennedy. You can't just give the codes in order to come. How uh, else am I supposed to do it? <laughs> I mean, the nuclear bomb and a man's balls are very attached uh, to their ego, so I suppose that's true. But pretty much the CIA con- uh, con- uh, conspiracy is that there were, uh, the pill bottle cap was on. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> There's that's some, o- there's some other stuff. We can get into it deeper. There's a couple of other things. Yeah. Uh, well, apparently what they saw is the uh, the coroner saw that Marilyn Monroe, underneath her left boob, there was a tiny puncture wound. Mm. And it said that the CIA, they came in, they filled her up with some sort of chemical to kill her. And she was, supposed to be very, she was supposed to be very happy that day, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, okay. Rock solid. Yeah. She was having a good day. She well, was. she couldn't have killed herself. She just got back from playing an all-day ski-ball tournament. <laughs> she was having a good day. So. Well, at the Knickerbocker Hotel, D.W. Griffith also uh, died in the lobby. D.W. Griffith, he was the man that did Birth of a Nation. Very famous director. Racist. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he was That's a very racist. And movie. the Knickerbocker is also very famous for being the site of the annual Harry Houdini seance. As oh. we know from past episodes, Harry Houdini was a very big anti, I would say he was an anti-spiritualist, but he hated all of the, uh, I guess, hoopla and the hullabaloo well, that surrounded the spiritualist movements of the uh, 1800s. He was always out to yeah. debunk them. Well, that's what got him into it, though. He started as a huge believer. Yeah. And then he was just like, I, I want to see if it's true. And yeah, then he's like, he oh, it's it all make yeah, yeah, but his his wife, Bess, attempted to contact him there for how many years? Ten, Ten years? years. Ten years. And they had Harry! <laughs> Harry! Come back! And he's just like, he's standing next to George Watson going like, shh, don't tell my wife I'm here. I can't listen to her screaming anymore. You're the founding father. Yes, I can't deal with your wife. And it said that. On the night of the last seance, mm. that there was a huge thunderstorm that happened only over the Knickerbocker Hotel. I'm sorry, I farted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Harry. <laughs> uh, but the seance never actually worked. The best said that he was never actually in contact because they had a secret message. Yeah, I, I heard that. that Harry yeah. Houdini basically said to her, he's like, if I can reach you beyond the grave, I'll say something like, Skeeters come. <laughs> really? Skeeters come. Bizarre thing. Skeeter was the name of their beloved cat. Oh, and <laughs> constantly it's milking Harry. it, huh? Hello, Harry. <laughs> uh, good. Ejaculating the cat. So another Knickerbocker tragedy was Francis Farmer, who uh, you may have heard of before. She was played by Jessica Lange in a 1982 film. Uh, her all-too-brief career electrified Hollywood in the 30s and 40s. She I feel like it was easy to electrocute, like electrify Hollywood yes. back in the day. You just had to go like, well, I'll be wearing a hat soon. And everyone says, <laughs> like, oh, that's a girl with quite a yeah. amount of money. Yeah, you yeah. know how easy it was? She electrified Hollywood with a movie called Too Many Parents. Yeah. She had too many parents. <laughs> she woke up, she had six parents. And she had had to systematically torture and kill the other four extra parents. <laughs> They're all just the same, aren't they? Huh? Home Alone, no parents. And then, of course, too many parents. <laughs> I want to see the three parents. That's a, that's a fun movie. So, uh, by the time she was 27, her uh, personal life started falling apart. She had a failed marriage, a string of disastrous relationships. Mm. She turned to alcohol, started taking amphetamines, mm. possibly some bennies. Did you date this girl? 
<laughs> no, no, I was not alive then, supposedly. Yeah. Yep, in 43, she was in a movie called No Escape. Her drinking and erratic behavior Uh-oh. started causing problems on the set. I need more makeup. I need more hot dogs. Yeah, that's true. No, Miss Farmer, please, please, we, we need you to film today. I won't film unless you bring me a turquoise elephant. <laughs> it happens. So with the police, and she uh, got into a fight. She was arrested at the Knickerbocker Hotel. When the police arrived, she was taken from her room half naked. In the morning, the court placed her under the care of a psychiatrist, said that she was manic depressive, and the following day she was sent to the Screen Actors Sanitarium in La Crescenta. Well, apparently she's got the heebie-jeebies. She's <laughs> also got the hullabaloos. I mean, but you know, more like uh, history repeating, this is exactly what happened to Amanda Bynes. Like, almost to a T. I mean, it gets a lot worse. I know. Yeah. Every I time mean, we play... Medical, a, te- yeah, medical technology wasn't quite... Uh, I tell you what's now. wrong with her. Every time we try to play a brand new Charlie Day hit of the century for her, she doesn't tap her toes. <laughs> <laughs> so she was in an insane asylum for the next seven years. Yeah. Oh uh, they gave her insulin treatments that caused her to go into shock. Random bullshit. She wasn't diabetic. No, she just was whatever fun. work, you know. They were just yeah. like, they're like, throw a sugar packet at her. Uh, I don't know why. Um, maybe it'll do something. <laughs> that would have been nice. So, of course, from the insulin did. treatment, she got intense brain damage. Couldn't right. concentrate. Couldn't remember her lines. She's thought, all I mean, right. They made, her, they made her diabetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They fucked her up pretty good. So they, she figures, I have to get out of here. She escapes. From the insane asylum, gets recaptured a couple months later. Right, but she, but <laughs> she was so she was still making movies well in the loony bin. No, I mean, well, she was wanting to make more movies. She was okay. wanting. My saw's gonna rise again. You listen, the world's gonna know Francis Farmer. Yeah, you, you gotta reject her disappear from set, and someone's being like, "Hey, isn't that a starlet up in that tree over there?" And she's like, "I'm a bird. I'm a bird, and no one will tell me any different." She's a good actress. Good actress. You know, they gave her uh, electroshock treatments and ice baths upon her return. Which the ice bath was a pretty big treatment. Everybody, the 40s. yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I do ice baths every summer. Um, and I, it always calms me down. <laughs> yes. You're sweating profusely, though. Only NFL athletes and Henry Zabrowski need, need uh, ice baths. Because I run hot. <laughs> but you don't run at all. <laughs> Kessel. <laughs> I got to put you one of my pictures, Kessel. That kind of razor sharp wit. Uh, do you think you'll be able to handle the pressure of Hollywood? <laughs> I think I will love booze. <laughs> oh, he's too big for film. Uh. We're going to have to put him on stage next to a giraffe or something. Call him his Horse. It's all too true. It's all true. Sad. It's too sad and too true. Take it easy, Henry. So she was released in May of 1945, but she was hospitalized again for five years. This time, the stay in the hospital is even worse. Uh, the criminals, patients, mentally retarded people. Yeah, those are the worst. <laughs> they were. They were all housed together. And you know, they're Francis Farmer's beautiful, and they're like pretty lady, and she's just like these oompa loompas are touching and smearing my dress. <laughs> <laughs> the orderlies would I mean, come in. They'd throw the meals on the floor for yeah. everyone to fight over. Just exactly. You know conditions. what, man? If you want to eat, right. you should be willing to go get it. I just feel like we were, you know, just one, you know, high-profile director away from walking into that institution and putting in one of the greatest performances that Hollywood has ever seen. <laughs> Francis Farmer, Francis Farmer in. Oh, there's a corn cob stuck in the corner, but it's all covered in dust. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be a hit of the century, you'll see. It'll be huge. I'd go see that in a heartbeat. No, no, Mr. F- no, no, this director is not here to direct a film. He's coming into the sanitarium. Oh, he's crazy. <laughs> Very good. 
So Frances, things get even worse for her on this next day. She was subjected to electroshock treatments. They started whoring her out to soldiers at the local military base. What else are you going to do with your criminally insane? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, well, rape them uh, and abuse them. That's what the hospital orderlies did over and over again. And people complain about Obamacare. (laughs) But what was her crime again? Uh, She was was just... Arrested or acting up, yeah. She's yeah. one of those uh, hysterical ladies. She was pulling a Miley Cyrus. Yeah. yeah. Well, this actually, is what we used to do back in the day to Yeah, yeah. in the women. 40s, this is what we would have done to Miley Cyrus or Amanda Bynes. I mean, yeah, back in the day, you go to these loony bins, and nowadays you act up like Sean Young did trying to get Catwoman, and then you just get put in Ace Ventura. Yeah, they put you in. Th- <laughs> <laughs> it's different. <laughs> no, it's like, yeah, and this time they would, like, you know, and this was just 50 years earlier from this time, they would have removed her uterus, put her in an orgasm machine, and then giving her opium until she died in her sleep. <laughs> I don't, it kind of sounds that, awesome. That is I'm, not a thing. I mean, yeah. all right. And this no. In these days, in '47, they just give you a lobotomy. Yeah, uh, they, uh, they lobotomized her. They freed her from the hospital. And get into that, by the way. I don't think people really understand how disgusting a lobotomy is. God, a lobotomy. It's a three-part process because they stick that needle in your eye and they they snap the little hoozy do that's uh, that makes you all angry in the center of your brain. Yeah, yeah. yeah the front cortex they what they do is they do two needles uh one the needles go inside the eye socket right on the corner near the bridge of your nose yeah uh they put a big needle in there and it's literally a fucking hammer and chisel truly that's it like they're ding, like they're ding, carving ding, the ding. ten commandments yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and they is, just and you hear the ding ding and you hear <laughs> and so that's when you my stop. question my question is can you not be a starlet anymore after that? <laughs> I think that hurts. That's not good. Yeah, you can't be a starlet anymore. And they yeah. do that. Oh, no, no. She's been lobotomized. <laughs> <laughs> so she's a character actress. <laughs> Excellent. She can play mothers and aunts. She's still around. Mothers and aunts. That's a bad time in 50s Hollywood. I've been demoted to mothers and aunts. <laughs> <laughs> and so they uh, lobotomize her. It's tink tink in both eyes, and she dies Ooh. the age of fifty-seven, penniless, alone, and broken. All right, and another Hollywood skid mark. But now she is <laughs> truly. But now she is haunting uh, the hotel, and she haunts the Knickerbocker hotel, the Knickerbocker hotel to this day. The original site where everything started to go down the tubes. Bring so I'll me tell you, my I'll hot dogs. Song. I also Bring like me my turquoise elephants. There was probably like a mirror, like ghost haunting war between her and Marilyn, and then it was like, you know, Marilyn's gonna get it. Um, yeah, everyone, everyone wants to see Marilyn in the mirror. So no one wants to say I'm second choice, even in the afterlife. Your, your nose is bleeding. Yeah, you look. Oh, it's from the lobotomy. I, you look like uh, one of the thirteen ghosts from the movie Thirteen Ghosts. Oh, I love yeah, that picture. You're scary. Yeah, you're terrified. <laughs> Another haunted hotel is the Roosevelt Hotel. Uh, staff they frequently hear complaints about loud talking in nearby rooms. Uh, rooms and corridors that proved to be empty Ooh. upon mm. investigation. Phones lifted from receivers. Lights turned on in empty locked rooms. There was a maid that was inexplicably pushed into a supply closet. And it turned out it was just Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> oh, was that him doing that? <laughs> into the closet. Into yeah. the closet. You and I, I, like, ooh, I like how your butt is like a pile of beans and rice. <laughs> yeah, when Arnold dies, wherever he dies, that place is going to smell like coconut oil forever. <laughs> There was a typewriter that began typing in the middle of the night in an empty locked office. There's a man in a white suit who was seen by three different people on two different days who walked through a door and vanished. There were extra bedspreads that were hung on a rod in the basement that began moving on their own. Mm. There was a little girl that was seen playing in the lobby and then vanished before the eyes of a startled staff member. 
Ooh, very Ooh, cool stuff. Hollywood. But I will yeah. say, um, when I was staying in Glendale, there would be many times. Now, it may have been the amount of weed I was smoking while I was there. But I will say, in Los Angeles, more times than not, I do feel like someone's looking at me. Yeah. I do yeah. feel that feeling. Like, where I was in Glendale, there was very, very similar to David Lynch. There was, like, this, like, long, weird hallway outside next to this hedge. And every time I went outside, like, I felt like I was being stared at. And then it also turned out there were many Armenian fi- family people that would just kind of sleep on their balconies. <laughs> so they were staring at you. It yeah. could have been that. I like That's my favorite kind of vibe, though. Slightly haunted. You know, yeah. I feel like it's oh, yeah. the most fun. And LA's got that vibe. Definitely. Uh, another haunted place, the infamous Man's Chinese Theater. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, but you were this. there, Henry. I've been there. Yeah, you've been there. Oh, yeah, and you got all the Spider-Man out front, you got Elmo out front, and every one of them is willing to pickpocket you if they just had extra digits on their gloves. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a problem. It's all mitten gloves, and it's hard to pickpocket when you Real have difficult. mitten gloves. Yeah. So in 1982, an actor named Victor Killian, who, by the way, is best known as the Fernwood Flasher on Mary Hartman. Mary Hartman. Never heard of it. <laughs> Where did you the get this? Fernwood. Did you get this book from, like, a 1992, like, Stories of the Stars? <laughs> the Fernwood I got, Flasher. I got a lot of this stuff from uh, PrairieGhost.com, which has a lot of go- a really yeah. great, like, ghost stuff uh, That's great. on it. I love PrairieGhost.com oh, because yeah. it's all... The entire website was written, like, half paranormal, half blind items. That's great. So, yeah, so it's like, you'll never guess which star was seen canoodling along the avenue the other night with an eye coming out of it. It was Elizabeth Taylor! (laughs) Ah, It was goddamn Elizabeth Taylor! (laughs) So the the authorities believe that this man, Victor Killian, and a stranger that he had struck a conversation with at the bar... Never do that. Never If Jeffrey Dahmer (laughs) taught us anything, never do that. I mean, he's the Fernwood Flasher from, what was the name of the show? Mary Hartman. Mary Hartman. Tell me, are you Victor Killian from the as the Fernwood Flasher from Mary Hartman. Mary Hartman. Yes, yes, yes I am. Are you a fan of mine? <laughs> no, no, it's, a, it's on your name tag right there. Ah, oh, yes, I forgot I wear this name that actor team name tag everywhere, so I get free drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Why, yes, I am a part of Mary Hartman. Mary Hartman. I'm a close friend of Joan Darling and Jim Drake. Not his, Jim Drake. <laughs> his character didn't have a name. You can't be Hollywood lore if your character doesn't have a name. Most well known as policeman number four in the policeman's ball murder spree. Oh, wow. Oh, uh, yeah, starring Luis Lassa, Greg Bolavi, Dottie Goodman, and Mary Kay Place. And also All star- of them are, are secret Jews. And featuring and featuring what? Graham Jarvis as Charlie Baby Boy Haggers. Oh, baby boy. Yes, yes, he's 52 years old, but he is born and stays looking like an infant. Well, if any of our listeners have, see, have seen any of these movies, please write on the page and uh, oh, let us know how they are. This is a TV show, actually. Oh, this is a TV yeah, yeah, show. it was a soap okay. opera parody that ran uh, from 76 to 77. And by the way, oh, this was a whole se- big long run. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah. a whole season arc with the Fernwood <laughs> Flasher. It's, Who could find him and whatnot? It's got, I mean, how Martin Mole was in it. So oh, there's some, yeah, there's a couple of people Martin in it. Uh, and by the way, Victor Killian, he was revealed to be the Fernwood Flasher, but his actual character's name was Grandpa Raymond Larkin. Uh, uh, Grandpa was the flasher. So he was murdered? <laughs> 
<laughs> he was brutally murdered, beaten to death in his apartment. Next That's why to you don't lead with Chinese your credits. Theater. That's why you don't do that in conversation no. in Hollywood. Uh, so his apartment, it was only a block away. His killer was never caught. And lore has it that the ghost of Victor Killian can be seen walking the route from Man's Chinese Asking Theater. Asking people for money for his autograph. <laughs> <laughs> Is he flashing? Stuff like that? No, 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 no. Did ghosts He's, flash? No. Not no. that I know of. Well, I mean, we got a little something close later on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a little close to flashing. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we got something going on there. Next haunted place that we have, the infamous Hollywood sign. Da, 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 da. I love this one. Because Hollywood used to be called Hollywoodland. Yeah. Uh, and then an earthquake destroyed the original sign. Yeah. Is that right? Interesting Fact. <laughs> Did not know that. Yep. It fucked up the land, and they uh, it started to fall into disrepair. It's an it, ugly sign when you see it in real life. Yeah, it is. In the it's 70s, cool. they brought it back. It's a little it's, bit cool. It's cool. It's cool to see. Well, yeah. the Hollywood sign got its first taste of death on a dark night in September 1932. It was on this night that Lillian Millicent Peg Entwistle. That's a big old name there, huh? <laughs> Not a Hollywood name. Millicent? <laughs> no. Millicent sounds bad. I don't, I don't understand. I'm... My name's Lillian Millicent Entwistle, but you can call me Pay. <laughs> I'm here to be an actress. How do we you can to- tell from my knobbly knees and my blonde short bar. <laughs> well, she climbed the slopes of Mount Lee with the glowing sign as her final destination. When she arrived, she scaled the heights of the giant letter H and jumped. I'll see you in the afterlife, Hollywood. Yep. <laughs> a body plunged down the side of the hill and broke on the ground below. Man, it's, it's tough to feel bad for a peg. You know, it's just different. Uh, I feel bad. How, how's for Peg pegs. doing? Yeah, she jumped off the Hollywood. Yeah, she's big. I just feel like anytime yeah. you ask how Peg's doing, she's like, ah, well, she's almost done with the sausages. Yeah, <laughs> she was a failed actress. Just couldn't catch a break. She was the type of girl that kept getting bit part after bit part. But she was working. She was working. Kind if she of. knew how lucky she was in these days, she would have been. Now people are begging for bit parts. That's right. Bit part. Can't get enough bit parts. My sister is the best gift giver I've ever met. Of any person. It's Jackie Zabrowski. She shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it. But guess what? She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. All right, give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the Aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do. And the memories keep cycling and I get emotional. And we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy. And that is not sad. That is celebratory. So you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated 
text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse picks over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. March into spring with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered 500 megabits internet for $39.99 per month, plus a $100 gift card and price lock guarantee. This deal gets even better with a free modem, free installation, and free Wi-Fi your way home. Safeguard your network from cyber threats and manage user access for all connected devices with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires May 6, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. I'm telling you, just one, uh, we, yeah, one movie after another just kept falling through. She couldn't take it anymore on that night. She told her Uncle Harold that she was going for a walk. Uh, Peg scratched her way up to the slope to the Hollywood sign, folded her coat neatly, oh, put yeah. it down with her purse, and the next day, uh, a woman hiker in Griffith Park discovered the I purse. I think that's technically Hollywood slang for prostitute. <laughs> yeah, a woman hiker? Yeah. <laughs> She, uh, the woman hiker, opened the purse, discovered a suicide note inside, Can and I read it? said, "Of course, I am afraid I am a coward. <laughs> I am sorry for everything." Does she sound like Lyndon Johnson? If I had done this long time ago, it would have saved a lot of pain. <laughs> P. E. <laughs> yes. This is back there in the is. days when everyone signed off on a letter with their initials. H. Yeah. Longerman. <laughs> yeah, very romantic. I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, because it would have been, a, it was longer than her letter if she wrote, like, signed Lillian Millicent Pig. <laughs> I don't like a romantic suicide. I feel like it's overrated, you know? No, Folding no. Folding up I've, the jacket, all that stuff. Go out like a you know, blaze of glory, you know? Well, you know, I honestly. I, I don't I know. Do we did have a guy go out in a blaze of glory on Saturday. No, that was in a suicide. That was a murder suicide. It was a spree killing suicide for Christ's sake. When you say blaze of glory, yeah. to me that means grabbing the controls away from an airline pilot and being like, "Everybody's coming with me, fuckers." What I mean by blaze of glory is wait until you're 73 and cancer gets you. <laughs> you know, we're already all dead. Suicide is needless. No, you know? I just yeah, I'm gonna say let's go Mets and jump in front of a train. <laughs> there you go. That slows up the train. That's the biggest convenience. <laughs> so the high she put the note back into the purse and in the early morning hours took the purse over to the Hollywood police station and just kind of 
threw all of it on the. She uh, didn't care at all about Didn't this. care. And two days later, authorities found the body of Peg Entwistle. And here's the ultimate irony. Two days later, Uh-oh. Uncle Uncle Harold was sifting through the afternoon mail, and he discovered a letter that had been mailed to Peg the day before she jumped to her death. The letter was from the Beverly Hills Playhouse, and it had been written to offer Peg the lead role in their next production. But the problem is, is that the name of that play was supposed to be The Fattest, Ugliest Pirate Woman. Yeah, but she was still going to be the lead. Check your mail. Check your mail before you kill yourself. But you know, the, just give yourself one last little, like, maybe potential reason to live. You never know yeah. when something's going to come down the pike. Never yeah. know. That yeah. dude you want to meet could be on the next bus in from Houston. That <laughs> oh, lady you want to meet from could be in on for the next bus from Santa Clara, New Mexico. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> and well, here's, why you're, you want to just, just meet poor people? And <laughs> I just say this. No, no one should ever be this like, Hollywood thing has oh, gone into my brain. I was thinking about killing myself, but then there's a poor man on a Greyhound bus coming all the way from the south. I need to- some plate to call <laughs> home, pretty woman. <laughs> He's a bit of a border, but He's half border, half gentleman collar. He's beautiful. <laughs> so here's how it even it gets even better. The part that she was supposed to play, the beautiful young woman commits suicide in the final act. But this was Isn't not the so? end of Peg Entwistle in it Hollywood. Was, <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, she's dead. Neck's all broken. So in the years following her suicide, people reported a woman in 1930s era clothing abruptly vanishing when they approach her. She's said to be very attractive. Blonde seems very sad indeed. It says that some people can still smell the pungent aroma of gardenia perfume, Ugh. which was said to be Peg Entwistle's That is just a prostitute. <laughs> that is a prostitute running away because she thinks you're law enforcement. That's what's happening there. I've got to go. Yeah, she's, she's yeah, <laughs> steampunk prostitutes. Yeah. Um, no, sorry, up, up in the Hollywood Hills, uh, when um, I was with Nick Turner, we went hiking. Um, we're two large individuals. We went mm-hmm. hiking. It was um, the beginning of an 80s comedy. Um, yeah. But we well, I think in the 80s comedy, one is supposed to be thin and attractive. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yes, yes. That's why we doubled the funny. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> Have no skinnies. And so we went off the side to smoke some weed off the side of the trail. And as we were coming over, Nick jumped over a bush, didn't clear it, and <laughs> yeah. he sprained his ankle. So the forest ranger had to come get us and put him in the back of a pickup. And we drove the pickup down to the side of Griffith Park, right? So and you two fat asses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Went for a little ride. Yes. Went for a walk. In the back of a ranger's pickup truck. But you guys, we were like, we're going to get some exercise today. Yes. And then no we one's going to laugh. We back in a, in a hospital bed. Yeah. Um, but we went out and I was like talking to the park ranger and I was like, so is anything weird happen out here? And it's like, we see constant like like satanic activities it's like weird little ritualistic like altars built and like trying to get this woman back no they were just saying um uh, just in terms of the 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 hollywood hills right by the hollywood sign there was a lot of strange activity that happens there to this day where there was a um, russian mob hit like the string of hits Mm. they basically found a severed head with two severed hands put underneath the head like it was the head's little feet Oh, that's kind of adorable. It's like one of those little things that have snick- stickers on the bottom of them. Yeah. Remember that? They're all hairy and stuff. Yeah, there was a lot of that. There, 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 was this, there was like three or four of those combos that they found. It's like they always find body parts up there because that's where gangsters go to kill people and leave them out in the desert for animals sure. to eat them. Oh, weird. Yeah. Another haunted place we got, Paramount Studios. This is a pretty creepy little tale. Well, it's actually because Paramount Studios is directly across from the Hollywood Memorial, which is a great... If you're in Hollywood ever, that cemetery's fucking awesome. Yeah. 
Have yeah. you been? Yeah, it's great. And it was, what what uh, tombs did you visit? Orson Welles' tomb is oh. huge. Um, there was a. It is big, huh? It'd be ironic if it was small. It was very. It's a bl- big black. It's awesome. Nice. Yeah. There's lots of them. Is he in there? No. Mm. No, no, no. He, what they did to him is they took his body when he died and they just dragged it out in the street and they lunched a bunch of fucking orphans, cut it up with the fucking knife, and they and then, and then pigeons came and ate it. Orson That's Wells what they did to the body. Friday. That's right. what, yeah, yeah. He wasn't like buried that, yeah. in a coffin. That's they did you never one know. of the most amazing film art horrors. That's what they do to them. <laughs> I, well, now we know. Yeah. Yeah. That's why D.W. Griffith was unceremoniously shot in the fucking lobby of the Knickerbocker. The, oh. Good pronunciation. Yeah, that's, that's right. I make sure to enunciate that <laughs> word. Oh, yeah. So Paramount, Paramount Studios, this is a creepy little tale. Story goes that there was an executive who had rented out one of the rooms up there, said he went into the bathroom, was washing his hands in the sink, looked in the mirror, and his eyes were glowing red. So he runs over to his secretary. He says, "Look at my eyes. What's going on?" She said, "But the How eyes coked were... up to you." Sound. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you grab somebody's face. Look at my fucking eyes. Are my eyes glowing red? Are my eyes fucking glowing red? You seem angry, and I'm scared. So I guess yeah. And the guy, and so the the secretary says, "Absolutely." She gets frightened. She screams. She runs out of the room. The executive said he tried to get up off the chair, but hands were pressing down onto his shoulders, and he finally managed to escape whatever demonic possession was there. We of course. He was stoned. <laughs> and a lot of people say that, yes, the Hollywood Memorial uh, Cemetery is right there next to Paramount, which causes a lot of hauntings over into the Paramount se- uh, Paramount Studios. You think, you're telling me Orson Welles is over there holding people down on couches? I don't think he is. He probably sent his assistant to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but you know who's also buried in the Hollywood Memorial uh, Cemetery? The Wandering Ghost of Hollywood. Rudolph Valentino. Valentino. No, this is because he was a bit of a man whore. Ah, just a little bit. Of course, with a name like his given name was Rodolfo Alfonso Rafael Pierre Vilbert Gurguglami di Valentina di Angolania. Well, if you're a woman, <laughs> I would say go by Peg. But as a man, we'll go with Rudolph. Rudolph Valentino. In just seven years, until his untimely death in 1931, he appeared in 14 major films. This Many is of good. His, this is a good amount of work. He's Two a good, year. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a hard throb. Many of his early roles were minor parts, mainly cast, as Henry said earlier, the villain, thanks to his Latino looks. But this is, again, going... Uh, we have Dexter out there right now. Ladies love a good villainous character. What? They do. Oh, I thought you were going to say something about Latin. I was like, I don't think he's Latin. No, Dexter is not, but he's evil. Technically, I mean, he kills people. May as well be Latin. <laughs> Take it easy. What's wrong with you tonight? Uh, but despite <laughs> Rudolph Valentino's adoration by the female public, got more than a share of abuse from newspapers and magazine columnists at the time. Uh, what some of them hinted that the quote-unquote sensitive actor was a homosexual. Uh-oh. I mean, he dressed himself up like a like a Layla Wenward or whatever. Like you want to make up an actress's name. <laughs> yeah, like a real he, Layla Wenward. He did prefer to wear heavy perfumes, mink coats, and other oddities. Well, it just sounds like he wants to relax. I mean, Mike Tyson wears similar clothes. Yeah, Yeah. I wear dresses. Yeah. He challenged one Mm -hmm. man to a fight. Uh, One newspaper columnist said, I'm going to challenge you to a fight, mister. Come over here from Boston and say that to my face over here in Hollywood. I'll give you a taste of old Valentino. In the meantime, it's my left hand. I call my left hand Valentino. I call my first hand Spider. 
spaghetti. some spaghetti. The spaghetti right. Look out for it. And his virility was further questioned when it became known that both of the women that he married were lesbians. Ooh. Oh, which, by the way, that's not, that's a masculine thing to do. Marry lesbians? Get the lesbians. Well, it is It is said that his marriages were never consummated. Oh, they're just not talking. But what I love, <laughs> this is also the time in Hollywood where it's like when you read about it, it's so strange. Because everyone was live, living like secret lives. Yeah, mm-hmm. But it was closeted. also a place, it was a place where, because everyone was leading a secret life, it was like, okay, yeah. you could go and you could live in openly in well, secret. Well, there was respect for privacy. Yes. You know, it was a different time. Well, it was also because back in these days, these guys were kind Contract. They were contract players for studios. Yeah. So they were like, they were employees of studios. It's like now where you're essentially an actor is a freelancer who signed sure. on. Where it's like this time, it's like you're an employee. So if you were You're hurting to, the bottom line. Yeah if, yeah, you, if you fuck things up, you fuck things up for the company. Yeah. So the company is going to do anything it takes to like hide anything that would affect your fucking box office numbers. But I like this Valentino guy just living life by his own rules. No, he's having Letting a great time. Go. He's a regular, he's as masculine as a Liberace. I'll oh, tell you yeah. one thing. Kevin Spacey would have liked to live back then. You know, now everyone's like, come out, Kevin, come out. But back in the day, they're just like, stay in, stay in. He's like, I love it here. <laughs> you know? Well, you're talking if, about- you, if you're a more quiet person and you like an isolated life and you happen to be gay, but you don't want to be like the spokesperson for an entire uh, group of individuals, coming out's a huge pain in the ass. Yeah, and they had Brian Singer parties every weekend and it was fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, Valentino, he was, in fact, a tough guy. He said on his deathbed, he actually died of uh, appendicitis. Uh, appendicitis. I mean, he died of the, uh, he died of the old uh, the cancer there that took, uh, what's the lead singer of uh, Queen? Freddie they didn't Mercury. have AIDS No, there was then. no AIDS back then. Well, they might have This been. is back when <laughs> condoms were made out of aluminum foil. Oh, I see. <laughs> you know, he was uh, fighting on his deathbed, and he, stay, he was stoically fighting the intense pain, and he said... And now, do I act like a pink powder puff? No, no, Mr. Valentino. No, no. Please, though, if you could stop playing the flute for a second, we can give you your medication. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> and, at the, and at the news of Valentino's death, two women attempted suicide in front of the hospital. In London, a girl took poison before his inscribed photograph. Unbelievable. An elevator boy at the Ritz in Paris was discovered <laughs> dead on his bed, which was covered in photos of Valentino. I mean, this really was the golden age of Hollywood. Nowadays, if Bieber dies, there's just going to be a bunch of chicks making YouTube videos and crying. There's going to be a Leave Britney Alone we'll type situation. Couple, there'll be a couple of like Bieber suicides. You think yeah. a Bieberaholic will go? People still commit suicide for their for their movie stars. Well, Rudolph Valentino, he was the very first celebrity, big celebrity death. And the whites at the time must have hated the fact he was Latin, huh? Well, no, no. As well, as he was Italian. A, yeah, he oh, was just Italian. Italian. He just looked Latin. Oh, I see. But of course, the whites didn't have too high of an opinion of the Italians either. Yeah. Well, it's because they're shifty. <laughs> they're shifty, yeah. and all they try to give us is carbs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Atkins diet, very anti-Italian. So, uh, Rudolph Valentino, it's said that his mor- misfortune comes from, and I love these things, a haunted object. Yes, because yes. this is the thing, because he bought this ring. A cursed ring. A cursed ring, which the guy who basically said... Hey, don't buy this ring. Apparently, it's cursed. And he's just mm-hmm. like, I am Valentino. Wow, <laughs> no curse can affect I'm Valentino. Definitely. Yeah. So he wore the ring in his next film, The R- Young Raja, which turned out to be a huge flop. He was just starting to he was starting to get his uh, career started at this point. But the movie was so bad, they kept it off the screen for two years. He decides he's going to put the ring away until he, uh, and then he went to New York. He filmed Son of the Sheik. Another Arabic film. Yes. Hmm. 
And, but, he decided after Son of the Sheik, after the movie went big, after it was a hit, he decided, I'm going to put on the ring. I really love this ring. So Son of a Sheik did well. Son of the Sheik was a huge But then hit. the Raja one didn't do well. The young Raja did not do well. Son hmm. of the Sheik that also starred Polly Shore, right? <laughs> oh, I loved it. Yes. Yeah. So while wearing the ring, he suffered from acute appendicitis, and within two weeks, he was dead. A short time later, a woman named Paula Negri hmm. was asked to choose a memento from among Valentino's things, and not knowing the strange tales behind I it. I want the silver ring because <laughs> I deserve it. That's mine. <laughs> almost immediately, her health failed, and an unknown ailment almost ended her career. A year later, while still recuperating from the odd sickness, she met a man named Russ Columbo, Ooh. who she said was I Russ. like Russ Columbo. <laughs> immediately, my best friend. My dick fell off. <laughs> oh well, you're a strange one. But I stuck it in some ice and it got brown and it fell off. Well, when I saw your OK Cupid profile, I thought you were going to be different. Yeah, you know what? Mine too. It really comes <laughs> off as something pretty spectacular. Yeah, and then Russ you meet Columbo. Me, yeah, and then it's all bad. You know. So how was the date with Russ? Russ. <laughs> not go great. Well, it was said that Russ was a double for Rudy for uh, Rudy Valentino, as his friends called him. Oh. And so Paula Negri gave him the ring, said from one Valentino to another. And a few days after receiving the ring, of course, Russ Colombo was killed in a mysterious shooting accident. That's also that's the problem is at the yeah. time they had the, the the very rare Hollywood hairstyle of the Target, which was <laughs> oh. like they just cut a Target into the back of your head, and that's a problem. Oh, remember that's a that. joke haircut though. It is, yeah. yeah. It's the old walk fast, yeah. <laughs> so from Russ Colombo, the ring moved to his best friend, Joe Casino. These are all fake names. Yeah, Russ Colombo, <laughs> Valentino, and Casino. Pola Negri. Not this, names. This is, this is just bad, because everyone's real name was like, my name was Herbert Winklebottom. <laughs> and so I chained it to Joe Casino because I was trying to get into the pictures. Oh, yeah. I see. But yeah. sometimes they do stick with, you know, Francis Farmer. Francis Farmer is good. Entwistle, I mean, that's... Hey, but Entwistle's a good last name. Is it? I don't know. Eh, if you're an author. Yeah, at least yeah. it's not Shart Whistle. <laughs> well, Shart Whistle isn't My name the is Pug Shart Whistle. Pug, I changed well, it to you... Peg Entwistle. <laughs> of course, Pug Shart Whistle is always going to be worse than Peg Entwistle. So but... Casino places the ring under glass, mm. and then after a while, he can't fucking resist the temptation to wear the ring. His last name's Casino. You know he's a gambler. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he gambled wrong for he put the ring on and a week later he was run over by a truck and killed. Then... I mean, this is like Lord of the Rings here. I mean, this well, it's also like, hard with these, these... At that time, trucks only traveled at like 15 miles per hour. Yeah, I really feel like we're scapegoating the ring here for just a dangerous society. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everyone just seems to be getting shot, ran over. I don't think it's the ring's fault. Well, after Joe Casino, the ring went over to his brother... Del Casino and Del he didn't of the have, casino in Spanish <laughs> yes and uh, he uh, he didn't have any problems with it but a uh, burglar who broke in and stole the ring that burglar was shot and killed by the police cuz he was a burglar Yes. All yes. right. But he also had the, a bad luck ring. And I love this. <laughs> the, the other dude, because it was this huge ring, and then the uh, the leader of the bank robber uh, at his trial, Han stated, his yeah. name was Alfred Han. He said, if I had known that what was in that bank vault, apart from the money, I'd have picked myself another bank. <laughs> oh, yeah, Definitely. So, yep, so the ring was absolutely cursed, and to this day, it disappeared in the 1960s, and we have no idea where 
it went. Magic I Johnson it's, it's got like, it. <laughs> That's what I think happened. He used that ring to curse AIDS out of his body. Uh, so Valentino was kind of like the uh, the what's his name of his day. He was like the. Um, Oh, I'm not Al Pacino, but the other Spanish. De Niro? Antonio Banderas. Ah, the Antonio yeah. Banderas of his day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Banderas hasn't been cursed one damn bit. He's maybe, banging. Yeah, maybe he's got the ring under glass somewhere. Yeah, maybe. No, I do like the, yeah. And, of course, Valentino, you know, to wrap up on him a little bit, he has been seen in many places around Hollywood. The Falcon's Lair was what he called his home. Oh. Uh, so he was seen there. He's uh, got an affinity now, for horses. Now, why did they think he was gay? <laughs> I don't know. The Falcon's Lair. He's just like, I just like it because the Falcon goes, <laughs> Valentino, you're trying to charm these women. And I'm sure they loved it. Yeah, and they absolutely. obviously did. Another old-timey ghost star, Lon Chaney. Yeah. All right, Mr. Chaney. You know Lon Chaney from, uh, he was the Wolfman, and of course he was also the Phantom of the Opera, and uh, Studio, or Stage 28 on the Universal lot was built specifically for Phantom of the Opera, and it's said that on Stage 28, you can see uh, a man with a black cape running on the catwalk. Ooh, is it the Fernwood Flasher? <laughs> no, it's the Could Phantom of the Opera. Oh. No, honestly, I love that idea. I'd love to see Lon Chaney's fucking ghost. Yeah. Oh, definitely. That'd be super fucking Absolutely, cool. you should be a ghost. That's yeah. awesome that he's a fucking ghost. Absolutely. Yeah. Indeed. If anyone should be a ghost, it should be Lon Chaney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I would love to just pop up and be like, it's me, Lon Chaney, goodbye. And they're like, ah! like trying to eat a bunch of fucking pepperoni pizza in the lunchroom. <laughs> Yeah, and the next ghost. This if a one ghost takes a bite of pizza. Does, does it? Do, can you tell or does it? Yeah, it would come out of the pizza and be like, cold? "Oh, pizza oh, is okay. my favorite." Oh, okay. Well, I got a ghost who loved pizza. Yeah, John Belushi. Yeah. Uh, well, John Belushi definitely loved pizza. Yeah, John Belushi absolutely loved pizza. Uh, and this is uh, an odd haunting because you don't really see comedian hauntings. Rarely. No, because I mean, even though comedians mostly live lives of sadness and tragedy. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the comedian is sort of, if you're looking at a shelf of food, the comedian is the canned ravioli. You know, people like it um, on occasion, but for the most part, they say, too much, too much, and I feel sick. What? Yeah. Comedians are not fun to hang out with in reality because they're sad and desperate. You have to handle them, and you get all messy when you do. So the, the most famous story that I found, or at least the best story that I found, is that there was a woman and her family who had temporarily moved moved into the Chateau Marmont Hotel in Hollywood. Marmont. Marmont? Yeah, not the Chateau Marmont. <laughs> what hey, we do with the Bugs hey, family? Hey, Beverly, you want to sh- hang on over to the Chateau Marmont? I hear they got all sorts of beds and shit. It gets better. Yeah, it's better than staying out in the rain, I guess. Oh, why the Bugs family with their, with their why, wood. Why, why they put French. the in on there? It's French. <laughs> Chateau. <laughs> but now it's the marmot, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the marmot—it's the marmot. The, well, the parks are going to Hollywood. So y'all got any sort of shitting buckets in here, or where you got them in the newfangled bathrooms? <laughs> so they ended up. This family, the Chateau Marmot, of course, was where John Belushi died if after you doing scratch even one inch of the wood panel on my car. 
I will freak out. I just want to let you know I will freak out. We didn't drive to Los Angeles in a fucking wood-paneled station wagon. We drove in our diesel four-door white Ford. Very nice. And we had a little camper on the back so the kids could hang out and we could fucking I sat there reading my Damn Mad it, Magazine. This is yeah. your mother and I's honeymoon. We're staying in the Chateau Marmon. All right, you stay in the car, right, so you can't hear none of our fiddling in the night. <laughs> So anyway, if you're fucking done <laughs> during this time when the family stayed there late at night, they hear their young son, who was about two, alone in his room, giggling and laughing to himself. They thought he was a very yeah. outgoing child, playful by nature. This was sort of his thing. So when they finally asked him what he was laughing at, the kid said, the funny man. The funny sure, man. yeah, that's not fucking... Frightening. That's the most terrifying thing a kid could be laughing at. So one night, the woman was talking to her friend about it, and she said, "Hey, John Belushi died at the Chateau Marmont. At the show, at the Chateau Marmont. The Chateau huh? Marmont. I heard he went there because there was a tobacco spitting contest. <laughs> That's something. Anyway, a friend of hers did a quick online search, asked her if they were staying in Bungalow Number Three. She said yes, and apparently that was the bungalow that. John Belushi had died in. Doesn't stop there. A friend of the boy's mother visited the bungalow while they were staying there. It was for a birthday party for the boy. While it was a bit creepy, nothing really out of the ordinary happened until later. After a time, the boy started complaining that he wasn't sleeping well because the funny man would wake him up at night and want to play with him. Now, honey, can you believe it now? For Marcus's birthday, we're going to go to the Chateau Marmot and we're going to go to bungalow number three. And you know who died there? That, that big film star from that movie, 1941. What? <laughs> yeah. 1941. 1941. That's my favorite comedy. <laughs> All right, yeah. now you're going too far. Now you're fucking going too far. You know, I'm sick of Marmot. having this John Belushi around because I'm sick of Greeks. Yeah, I always think of slushy when I think of Belushi. Oh, right. Greeks? Oh, my God. We're racist against Greeks. Well? Racist against some, but not Greeks. We did it, with, we did it in character. Yes. <laughs> So, the mother of the child, she was sitting in bed one night. She was uh, uh -oh. looking at a book about the Chateau Marmont. Not reading a damn word in it. Oh, yeah. Just being like, what is this? What is this? Where's the talking pictures? Looking at the pictures. And so, the boy, he sees a picture of John Belushi, and he points at it, and he says, look, Mama, that's the funny man. Uh-oh. Also, Slimer in the Ghostbusters is also based off of uh, John Belushi. Really? Yes. Did not know that. Yes, because the, um, the mold that they used to made it was basically there was rotten mold and it so it stank so they called it onion head and they, they, they for a while they called it onion head and they were like that's the ghost of john belushi and they would call it john after a while so he died and in memorial there was a piece of mold that smelled like onion yes and that's well, what they dan Aykroyd's hey, weird just take and we it can tell dan Aykroyd is weird. <laughs> yeah all right let's move on to mr Aykroyd. yeah then. we can move on to mr Aykroyd. he says that his home is haunted by the ghost of Mama Cass. Because he owns the house that she she used to own that house, right? Yeah. Yeah, Mama Cass, the uh, of the Mamas and the Papas. Uh, wonderful lady. Yeah. Big lady. Massive woman. Aykroyd said the ghost even crawled into bed with him. He said, I rolled over and just nuzzled up to whatever it was and went back to sleep. The ghost also turns on the Stairmaster. As a joke, I guess. <laughs> I think this is a joke, yeah. And moves jewelry across the dresser. He said... I'm sure it's Mama Cass, 
Because you get the feeling it's a big ghost. It's a big old ghost. Sizism is still going on in the afterlife. It's not right. Mama Cass was a hot chick, though. Hot piece of ass. And uh, really, get that moo-moo. She was wearing that moo-moo. She made it popular. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. because at the time, you know, it's just hard to find pants. I understand. I want to wear wear dashiki 24-7. Well, you did in college. I did. And I was cool then. Well... Another <laughs> another woman that haunts Hollywood is Lucille Ball. Uh-oh. People who live in her uh, old home on Roxbury Drive said that they've heard loud voices in the attic, furniture being rearranged, unexplained broken windows. She's also said to have haunted the building that served as Desi Lou Studios on the Paramount lot. Also Paramount. Also Paramount, where night watchmen have reported a female ghost on the upper floor who gives off a perfumed scent. I'd bet. I'd bet that. Yeah. It's, especially when someone is so important to Hollywood. She was there. Like, these big names, when they show up as ghosts, I just feel like they're so connected to what they did there. I imagine it's very hard. I, I think about it all the time. It's just like, I'm, I'm happy with my life. I would be very upset to die. And I'm certain that you would, ref- if, if there is such a thing as an afterlife, if I am happy in my career and I die, I'm going to want to come back. Yeah. Well, I'll name a piece of mold after you. Thank you. Yeah. It's the old stinking stump. <laughs> Rub my fucking wet butt on this stump. I call it, that's where Henry's ghost is. I don't know if it is. I just call it that. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to end not in Hollywood, California, Uh-oh. but in Hollywood, Florida. Ooh, wow. yeah. With the ghost of Miss Anna Nicole Smith. I will oh, say Anna Nicole sad. Smith was like was my thing growing up. Yeah. I love she made Anna me Nicole a man. Smith. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. totally. Of course, she was skyscraper. Is that the movie? What was the the movie she did? Oh, I don't know. She did I, did, I was so just many. lucky enough to get a copy of the Playboy she mm. was in when she was in the bathtub with all black background. That's mm. she's great. Magical. And she was stunning. And she was a guest model. And I mm. loved. I loved her mm-hmm. big bosoms. Yeah. Yeah. I yep. like a I like a strong bodied woman. And she was strong. Sort of a, a Kate Upton of the time. Mm. Mm-hmm. So can't wait for her to die. <laughs> <laughs> well, Anna Nicole Smith, she died at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood, Just Florida. the nastiest it's fucking place Such a to white die. trash place uh, to go, right? Yeah. And her, where the Parks family goes. We're hey. going to Hollywood, Florida. <laughs> now we're going to go where all the stars are hanging out, Marcus. Are you wearing shorts? Are you wearing your best shorts? I want to see my knobbly knees. We've never been to Florida. <laughs> So Anna Nicole Nicole Spirit is said to have wandered the halls of the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel, and some believe her ghost might be confused because after her death, the hotel renovated the suite where she died and renumbered all the rooms on the floor. Very rude. she was not very bright in life. She was on drugs. (laughs) Yes. To be fair to her, I think she could have been smart, but she was on so many drugs. So many stupid, like, yeah, those downers are terrible for your brain. For Anna Nicole Smith, if you want to see something truly horrible, Horrifying. Go look for a home video that she made. Oh, uh, it's horrifying. Right, right. We should put that up on the Facebook page. Yeah, we'll put that up yeah. on the Facebook page. We almost showed it at a live show, but we decided not to because it was so disturbing. Yeah, it's really yeah. weird. Yeah. She's getting makeup done by her daughter on her. and uh, yeah, yeah. She She's was, on a lot of pills. A lot yeah. of them, really. Yeah. yeah. If pills could I talk. think that's the most uh, unattractive drug. Pills? Yeah, because yeah. what it does to you, you just start going like, you're you're the princess and I'm the queen and you just say that yeah, to whoever. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, she thought that uh she had a, a baby. 
that was just a doll. Cool. No, that's uh, cool. That no, not happen. sad at all. Not sad not at all. Not sad at all. Um, all well, right. so that's how we took a trip down Ghost Lane. Yeah, kind of exciting. On Hollywood stuff. Avenue. Does that make sense? Yes, it? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Hollywood. Don't be an actor or an actress. <laughs> that is my advice to you. Well, don't kill yourself until you know you didn't get the role, all right? <laughs> Um, the Roast of Marcus Parks is coming up here on June 1st, right here at the Creek in the Cave at 8 p.m. That's Come out. this next Sunday. Uh, it's going to be a wonderful time. Henry will be there. I'll be there. And, of course, Marcus, you better be there. I'll be there. We'll yeah. be there. I'll be lifting weights all week to get all pumped up for it. That's good. <laughs> all right. Well, magustalations. Hail Satan. Hail Gein. Hail yourself. Hail And we'll talk to you guys soon. Go fart in a bucket and smell it. Don't. <laughs> For years, I just dreaded going to the dentist. But at Advanced Dentistry, I don't have to. First and foremost, they want you to feel comfortable when you walk in, like you'll feel it. Whereas in the past, I might have gone into the dentist and thinking, I might feel some pain at some point. But with IV sedation, it can be something that you don't dread. If you've been avoiding the dentist because of fear, worry, or just not wanting to be judged, you're not alone. Visit NoFearDentist.com to learn how IV sedation can change your life. Save big money on everything for your spring projects at Menards. We have all of your garden and landscaping essentials. Master Garden Premium Garden Soil contains a slow-release fertilizer that feeds gardens for up to nine months. It produces better results and is ready to use for all your gardening needs. Save big on Menards' great selection of garden and landscaping products. Compare brands in-store or online at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. 